It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk? All the time. I can't understand I why you're the voice. This is the merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo. Some are just... Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. <laughs> yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. It's yeah. poker. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello! This week, we're discussing the horror classic the Ghoulies! Woo! Starring some people. So some people doing some stuff. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, what are you up to? Dude, I want to talk about some things I forgot to talk about for when we rec- way back when when we recorded Don't Look Now. We neglected to talk about the fact that Donald uh, Sutherland is dressed like a cross between Willy Wonka and Doctor Who with the Doctor Who scarf as he was a stylish man. Perhaps that was the look in 73 in Venice. I don't know. Fair enough. We also need to talk about how the crazy psychic when they're discussing the child is clutching her boobs like she's trying to make them lactate. How did we... (laughs) Yet to even mention that crap. That is a thing. No question. (laughs) (laughs) And then you had a a McNugget you forgot to throw in. No, it was just that we we talked about how he's constantly wearing like a crazy purple jacket and a scarf that looks like he's... uh, I believe you told me he's cutting a rug. He's cutting a rug. He's wearing a rug. Oh, yes, yeah. Which is not the same thing as cutting a rug. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Uh, no, trying to make it a new thing. They had him literally uh, wear a toupee the entire movie, and I don't know why. Well, I wonder if he's sense. sitting on top or something. Maybe he, for all we know, he's bald as a cucumber, and he always just wears this big seventy rug. What does Kiefer look like? Has he got a little male pattern? It's hard to know. I mean, for example, I watched Stakeout with Richard Dreyfuss last night, and I've noticed for the first time that he's clearly wearing a rug. And this is like 87 or something. Like, like literally, like, it's a tube right back here that kind of, it's like a different color. It's like a weird thing going on. It's like on a small, it. he's wearing a small hairy yarmulke. It is. That's exactly what he's doing. I mean, my, I mean, clearly as somebody who has no hair, I just feel like you just have to embrace it and get on with your life. Don't do comb overs. I think Kevin Costner once said, no drugs, plugs, or rugs. And I think he's got it right. So there you go. Good times had by all. All right. 
So what am I doing? I'm not yes. working. So basically, I just lay around my house, do the dishes, do laundry, edit a few photos, but mostly watch an amazing amount of TV. Like I watch uh, Succession in a single week. It's 40 okay. episodes until Fair my enough. eyes bled. I got a headache because I couldn't because I was not no longer blinking. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of control. It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give us your 30 second synopsis of the ghoulies? Uh, satanic worship. Yep. Little rat like creatures. Things always go terribly wrong. And, but then there's always the next generation. And you, you, when you're working with the dark Lords, there's ne- never a guarantee and then magically everything works out at the end. Boom. That was the most bizarre Deus Ex Machina coming out of nowhere. Coming out of nowhere. We're just like, whoa, what happened? I guess everybody's okay. Yeah, they, they have their face nod. Uh, and they're still bloody, but they're like, all right. It's cool. It's cool. Let's go. It's fine. Let's go. Um when had you seen this before? Or had you seen oh, this before? Never in my life. Never in your life, but you'd heard of it. It looked like a bootleg version of uh, Gremlins. I always thought it was just a Gremlins ripoff, but it is so much more. It Well, this was in the mid-80s, probably kicking off with Gremlins. It became a thing about malevolent little creatures, like the ghoulies, like the critters, the munchies. <laughs> There was a lot of- I have not seen the munchies, although I've had the munchies. That, that is true. It was, a, it was a thing. They're sweeping the nation where it's like, here are weird little creatures that are killing people. I really like these little creatures. Critters were bullshit. I like these creatures better than uh, the bad gremlins. Not better than the good gremlins, but better than the bad gremlins. And... I think it's because it reminds me of Puppet Master. But these well, these things were so expressive. All their money went to well a third of these creatures. Some of them were just little rubber dudes, but I am obsessed with the ghoulies. This is the thing about this movie. The effects of the little crazy creatures are horrendous. They are horrendous. <laughs> you could say they're Fan expressive. Fantastic. They're little they're basically little puppets. But the eyes kind of look around. You can tell there's like a hand. At one point you see a finger in one of the creature's mouths because it's like, there's a lot of the creatures like screaming. Where like you see all the way down the throat and you can literally see the fingers of the hand manipulating. Yeah, it's, The it's little totally green cool. rubber dudes, I, I agree with you, but I still love them. The ones that live in the lake and then it bowed to the overlord. <laughs> it was literally like your hand bending. I still it love you. So but then there was like a little hairy gizmo that the eyes were rolling around, yeah. little rice teeth. I mean, mostly, they don't, it'd be even better if they talk, but mostly they just screech. It's like having a bunch of really diseased, mangy cats that, that just kind of float around. Well, one looked like a cat. One was clearly yeah. like a little cat creature. There was um, a cat creature, a rat creature. I mean... A little bald-headed frog creature. 
Oh there my was... god, I I love them. I love them so much. Well, and the other thing is, you could tell they were just like little rubbery things. So it's like their skulls and their faces were kind of moving around in ways that they should not have been. It At made... one point, he's kneeling down by the pond talking to him. It's clearly some dude is just behind the rocks with his two hands up with the sock puppets. It's it, true. It, was, it, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Now, I saw this movie in the theater. Whoa! Now, this, was, this was one of the first PG thirteen movies that was out at that time. That and Gremlins were like among the first two, and I saw it. Shockingly enough, Tara took me to see this in Bakersfield for some reason. <laughs> because we got dropped off at Aunt Stephanie's house, and then we had to walk over to the Fox Theater about a mile away, and uh, our parents would not pick us up for four hours. That's that's how we did it. That's how we did it. So we saw the Ghoulies. For goodness sake, it's Mm -hmm. sweet Jesus. Did you give us your 30 second synopsis? I don't even remember. Yes, (laughs) I actually already did. (laughs) And I'm telling you, the creatures are the best part. Don't get hung up on the plots. Do it's it's easy not to get hung up on the plot because they sure didn't get hung up on the plot. That's for sure. It, it, um, it was hijinks and shenanigans. Everybody was super irritating. It was super 80s. Uh, love the fashion. Yep. I mean, it's it was ridiculous casting. The main chick went to a Juilliard and has her PhD, and she's teaching at, like, Cal State Long Beach. Oh, for reals? That's yes. Something. That's something. Mild on like, she, went, she went to Juilliard. She was in a couple of real movies. With, like She was in a movie with Vanessa Redgrave, Julia. That's a, another scary movie. Uh, and and then she did this. Did you recognize Mariska Hargitay? I didn't at first because I kept thinking, <laughs> where's Mariska? Where's Mariska? And oh my God. She's like so, well, she's so young and yeah. she has an entirely different voice. She got rid of her high pitch wispy voice. Now, now she has a more serious voice. Well, she's special victims unit. You can't be special victim units. If you're talking like this with this weird soft voice. Now she's serious. I mean, this is like 30 years or 35 years ago. Basically. She is one year older than me. I, now, I would argue, I think she's prettier now than she was when she was in Ghoulies. Oh, yeah. She's really coming to her own. She really did. Mariska Haggerty, because her acting here is, is terrible. Did but you call her she, Mariska Haggerty? What is her name? Mariska Hargitay. Har- whatever. <laughs> she's not Dan Haggerty's <laughs> child. I kept thinking that. She's Jane Mansfield's daughter. It's Mickey Hargitay. 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 He he was the Arnold of his time. He thought, yes, that, yeah. He did a lot of Italian sword and sandals movies in the early 60s. And her mother was Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield, for goodness sake. Mm -hmm. So, good grief. He had some good Um, bones. No question. Let's jump right into the highlights. What do you got, Aaron? You go first. Holy shit. First of all, the best highlight is looking at Wolfgang and going, dude, he looks familiar and realizing it's fucking Eraserhead. Nope. Yay. <laughs> and then I, I, I deep dived him and he's got, he's got a sad life. Uh, how about that? Alder, 
Go ahead. Wolfgang is at the very beginning of this movie and then at the very end and you never see him any other time. No, he was phoning that business in. <laughs> so he's he's the savior. I assume he raises Jonathan. Is that right? He, he rescued Jonathan. Well, he, he didn't rescue him. him. The dude told him to take him away. For, for what reason? We don't know. They were going to sacrifice baby Jonathan at the beginning. Then a woman starts screaming, you never said anything about a baby. And then just sat down until a, a gremlin ate her. And then the main guy told Wolfgang to take the baby away. So I wouldn't say he rescued him. He was just following orders. I think what we're supposed to think is that the evil warlock at the beginning is the baby's father. And the woman who complained was the baby's mother. One would that's, assume. That's what, So when Eraserhead takes the baby away, I think we're supposed to think he raised the child. Right. But then later he's introducing his girlfriend to him and doesn't say, here's my father, because I was an infant. He says, this is the groundskeeper, Wolfgang. Pay him no, never mind. Do not pay him no, never mind. So we, we actually have no idea. Maybe he dropped him off at the fire station. Maybe he threw him in a well. I don't know. It's like, this is us, right? He was adopted. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. So it's a thing. And they talked about how the evil warlock died a horrible death years later. So now you have inherited this gigantic mansion castle type thing and that's where the fun begins i guess is that what we're supposed to think i assumed he must have just died right was it in in the courts for years so how did he inherit it he was in probate forever because the grave looked like he's been buried for a thousand years and the place is completely run down so did he die and 30 years later they look for the heir it's possible. I have to talk about the fact that when they're handling the baby, the baby, it's a lot of like clearly not a baby. Like it's a baby right. in the close-ups when they're putting the bundle down on the altar and like half it's like hanging over the edge. I'm like, there's no baby in there. <laughs> you got to mind the little fontanelle. Its head is like dangling <laughs> over the ledge. Get your oh, finger baby. out of the fontanelle. For God's sakes. Very upsetting. <laughs> so Jonathan inherits the castle, and they're like, "This place is a shithole. Let's throw a party." That's yeah, can't get any worse. That's a ho- would you literally be like, "This place is horrible. Let's invite all of our closest friends here to get tetanus." I mean, what is their plan? Well, it's first of all, out. he's an asshole, yeah. and all his friends are idiots. And half the time, he's just yelling at them. So I I don't understand the friendship at all. It's just all weirdo. Everyone is weirder than the next person. Well, I mean, Jonathan's hardly saying himself. Well, it's kind of that evil dead thing where he discovers the book. There's always some book he discovers. And now I'm a Satanist. Did I I tell you who was a Satanist? I think I knew that already. Right, okay. one of your closest friends was a Satanist, right? One of my closest friends after a divorce became a Satanist, and she would tell me some crazy. There was like a, uh, she, this is the Bay Area. There was like a coven or whatever they call it in Oakland. So she would drive up to Oakland. It just sounded like it was group sex in robes. And it's never the most attractive people who join the coven. Sad it's the same say. with nudists. It's never. It's not who you think it is. 
It's like when I went to the, when I went to the beach in uh, in Nice, the people the people with the smallest bikinis are the ones <laughs> you are not hoping for. You take the bikini and cover your eyes with it at that point. <laughs> Leave me alone. Too many speedos, too many bellies. It's it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. It's like he finds the book and is like, hey, guys, let's go downstairs so I can do <laughs> a ritual that I'm half-assing. Um, and he's yelling at them because they're making jokes. Would you shut up? They're I'm all doing up. One dude is doing like a sad old white man break dance and literally pills yes. and joints are falling out of his body. <laughs> It's like lewds or whatever. Yes, it was lewds. Well, it's it's like, was this just what the actor happened to have in his pockets? Or is this <laughs> what is happening? No. It's the I'm not part, sure yeah. what they were trying to do. I assume they were trying to make a comedy. No. Porkies without the racism or nudity. I don't know. Well, then what's the fun in that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yes. But that's the over the course of the movie. Is he getting possessed? Is that what's happening? Because I can't it understand. Seems so he's feeling his power. You know, it's like Donald Trump. The more power he gets, the crazier he gets. It was really kind of strange because he's like his girlfriend is like, uh, I'm going to go to to class because I think they're supposed to be college age, even though he's clearly like 50 years old. Yeah, they're uh, all like 40. And a bunch Jeez. of knuckleheads. They're like the younger brother of a famous celebrity. So they're on like some kind of family salary. So they spend their times just like drinking at noon and, and getting high and roaming from house to house. True. He's like, I'm taking a semester off from school to refurbish the house, the mansion, essentially. But really, all that he has no money, but he's going to refurbish. Isn't there property taxes on this place? I mean, I think you have to sell this place. Sell, right? sell, sell. That's what I always think. Every time there's that St. Jude dream home thing and I feel like uh, wasting $100, I, the first thought is, I'm going to sell this son of a bitch. <laughs> They're always out in like, uh, in, 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 way out outside of town it, so it looks like Urban Cowboy, where it's just dirt all around it with, like, grass plugs and a chain link fence. That is true. That is true. Um, but so he's getting into the to the witchcraft, but see, for seemingly no reason. For seemingly no... And at one point, she's like, if you don't stop this black magic shit, I'm out of here. And he's like, sure, honey, sure, honey. And he, like... Like, let's get into bed together, honey. And she discovers there's like a pentagram under the bed. Like, what was he trying to do? He was like chanting. He should have played it off During and says, I'm, I'm just talking to you in a sexy Italian or something. It's just it's pillow talk, talk, baby. Yeah, just chanting talking. in Latin under his breath. And she's like, what are you saying? She's like laughing. Ooh, what are you saying? And he just ignores her and keeps chanting. <laughs> it was so, it was... It was bizarre. It was beyond beyond all reckoning. Now, as he goes along, I think he is possessed. He, he seems to have no clear idea of what he's doing. It's more like just to see. And then he's like, "I have to find my father." Well, how do you know you're going to find your father through through all of this? Well, that yeah, that's his just. Well, there's some directions in in the the, the Necronomicon or whatever the fuck he had. 
It was the Aleister Crowley Bible. It was. He said it was like, I never knew my biological father, but this was the weird witchcraft he was into. Therefore, I feel closer to him when I also take up his demonic uh, rituals. Well, it makes sense. If you find out your dad is Ted Bundy, you probably have to become a serial killer. It's only good science. It's it's what the science, you got to follow the science. You got to follow the science. So he, along the way, he like is discovering there's weird uh, creatures. Like there's the weird little ghouly sock puppets. He summoned them. He summoned summoned them. them Little by little. But there's also the little people that appear, Griegelgut or whatever their names are, who are there as well. So there's the weird little sock puppet creatures. Then there is the little people who also are supposed to follow his commands. And they are very small. I was really hoping that one of them would have been in uh, Don't Look Now. They're, I mean, they're like a, few, a foot tall. I mean, they they're are very, really very small, small people. And they like him for some reason. They turn against the their, their true dark lord and support him. Because why? Because he's so cool. He's kind of a dick. Right. It makes no he's sense. yelling at his friends, but he's he's nice to his his tiny demons. So he throws another dinner party where now his girlfriend's been mesmerized. So they're all she's in on it too. And right, the do, little demons did that, right? That's what he asked them. They're like, "Do you want him back? Would that make her back? Would that make you happy, master?" So they did something. They hypnotized her. Then they hypnotized the entire dinner party and put them in like robes. With their big goblets of Kool-Aid. Because clearly there's no wine. Even Stella Rosa is not, which is wine Kool-Aid, is not that color. It's cherry Kool-Aid for everyone. It was was like crystal light is basically (laughs) what it is. It It was a sad situation. But so he casts the spell. And where there's a lot of just people screaming. Did you notice that? People are just like, ah, like cut to people screaming at the table. Ah, the little people screaming. The weird sock puppets ah. zoom in. Ah. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, and I literally wrote this down, unmotivated screaming. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of that going on. So he, then it snapped to, now they're all back around the table. And he says, well, Thanks for coming. We're going to excuse ourselves. The rest of you can fi- can stay here, find a room, do your biz, and then they are systematically killed by the ghoulies, one right after another. For no. Well, reason. I thought, but his order to them was, you can cruise around, but no one can see you. But at this point, the dude his his daddy's resurrected and is now back right. in control. Which, I, I how, how does that make sense since he's the one who summoned them? You're right. Well, he, he literally says, am I your master? They're like, yes, forsaking all others. And they kind of look at each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yes. So evidently all of his spells just accidentally resurrect the warlock dude who's his father from the beginning of the movie. He like Yeah, I think that's the dinner party one with the screaming is what brought him back. Right. So now there, there is a character who they kept calling the Toad Boy. Did you notice that? It was, yeah. What, what, uh, uh, 
With he, no he was like always trying to bite girls in their belly or their boob. I think he might have been a dommer. I don't know. <laughs> he was a little dommerific. He his he was just one of their buddies who had a bizarro alter ego, and he'd do a little crazy voice, and they called himself the Toad Boy. There was no explanation. And he's tapping Mariska. And he was shagging old Mariska, which was very bizarre. Before they're both killed by the little frog, the real Toad Boy's jumping out of the the, the fountain. That seems apropos. I love the little Toad Babies. They are literally six inches. The thing jumped up and was attacking his face. The guy's like, ah, ah. I'm like, this thing is so small. I wrote down, (laughs) they're so little. Are you kidding me? I There's love them so much with their, their little rice teeth and they're clearly putting like lube in their mouth because it's yes. all just dripping. gelatinous and dripping. <laughs> KY jelly just dripping. KY out. jelly with like chunks of meat. Like like these little frog boys have not been to the dentist. Just drooling. Big old drool. <laughs> yeah, slime. Nothing gets what? me like rice teeth. Nothing like rice teeth. So they're wiped out. Um, the, the little people hit the one dude in the head with a baseball bat. And I guess that killed him. Right. Cause they're dragging his body around. Um, another dude, it was like, it was a lot of like, I'm walking down the house and then a little creature kind of jumps on me and now I'm dead. That was kind of, there was a lot of that going on. Although the one dude who is like the ladies man goes downstairs to get a drink of water and he sees like a sexy lady. Who, who chokes him to death with her elongated tongue. Oh my God, that had some Raimi vibes there. Did you recognize the sexy lady? You know, I looked her up. She looked very familiar, but she ended up not being... Oh. She was in one movie we did. It's Mausoleum. <laughs> and it was, she was the dead-eyed... Dead was it the mother? She was the main character. She was the, the possessed woman in Mausoleum. Yes, she was the like the playmate who was in the where the gardeners like ooh looking up at her. <laughs> Whereas like I remember looking her up on the IMDb to talk about it on that show because she was like described as a scream queen, scream and queen. But she didn't do that many movies. She, I don't think. Liam as the star, and she's in literally fifteen seconds of Ghoulies. Yeah, and that's it. You're not a scream if you've been in one and a quarter movies. That's not a scream queen. Sorry, hon. So, well, I guess it's like Michael Jackson with the King of Pop. It's whatever you can contractually obligate people to say about you. (laughs) Michael Jackson was the he had a million hits. There were Cliff Cliff Richards. Wasn't he the King of Pop? It's so funny. We're gonna, we talk, we don't talk anymore. We yeah. talked about Cliff Richards for 15, 20 minutes of a legacy episode. So you can talk more about him. Uh, so they're all wiped out. And Jonathan finally unhypnotizes his girlfriend, who he hypnotized or he had hypnotized. He snaps out of it. We're not and now, sure. It's not appropriate. You should not mesmerize your girlfriends. It's not. It's it's a me too situation. When yeah, you do that. we call that not date rape, but mesmer rape. Mesmer rape. It's not informed consent when you that mesmerize your girlfriend. Just say so, no. So now the the zombified warlock dude is attacking 
Jonathan, who's now like our hero after he's been the villain right. for the last hour of this movie. Now, now he's our protector. are helping him out. Right. How can and we're supposed to root Daddy, for him? but Daddy, I love you. Give me a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> he tried to give him a kiss on the mouth. That's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And then Wolfgang shows up at the last minute to get into a Wizards wrestling match. Every time you say Wolfgang, I want to say Rock Me Amadeus. Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> uh, and they disappear. Everything's cool. And then they turn around because his girlfriend, even his girlfriend, John's girlfriend, falls down the stairs and breaks her neck. Just because she's clumsy. I guess is what happens. It, it must have been just a sprain because she seemed to pop back up after that. Well, he says, I'll bring you back. Then she's, when the wizards disappear, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm cool, actually. They turn she's around. That out. <sighs> little, little, little neck soreness. Turns around, all their buddies who had been eviscerated by all the ghoulies, they're fine now. Everybody's cool. Let's all run to our car and drive away. Yay, we survived. And then they turn around. There's the ghoulies in the back seat going, the end. Credits roll. The end. That's it. It was fantastic, Kevin. I don't know how you say this movie was crap. This 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 is this is going up on my list. I have to watch this again. This is not fantastic. Let me stop you right now. Really? What's fantastic is not the story and not the actors and their absurdly weird friends. Yep. It's the little creatures. I love the creatures so much. So that, that boosts us much higher. Did you notice that the zombified warlock, as so often, ha often happens, has like thick makeup, zombie makeup on his face, but his hands, pink, vital. Oh, hands and healthy. arms. Yes. Completely. Like, like we, we only had budget. Our budget went to the little creatures. So yes. you're going to have to just put makeup on your face and try to hide your arms the rest of the way. How long? I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult to throw a little something on, on the arms, right? It wouldn't be that difficult at all. Um, and there's, and like I said, there's constant unmotivated screams and explosions that people in the next room don't seem to notice. Just to be annoying and just to annoy their friends. And it's working. Uh, they go to bed and the one lady, his girlfriend sleeps with her gloves on and her entire gown. I noticed that. I know they had just finished having sex, but she's fully clothed. It's how they do it. Um, what did you think of the the weird? I don't know. It was like a clown sitting in a rocking chair that kept moving around. Oh my god! At at first, I was like, oh, when we first saw it, I was like, cool. But then when they're, you're fighting it later, I uh, I mean, I thought. It was in the chair. They go to the closet and look inside and it jumps out there. I thought that was cool. But then the later clown attack, I was like, uh, Spielberg did it better in Poltergeist. Spielberg did it better. And then it was like a weird, like another kind of ghoulie appears, climbs out and kind of gives her a backhand. Uh, and you never see that. They're ghoulies that no. you only see. A that was like of time. a ghoulie stack. They borrowed. They they broke into Sid and Marty Croft's locker and stole like a partial slee stack costume and poured more KY on it. <laughs> poured more KY on it and let the fun begin. Let no the fun question. begin. Uh, any other thoughts and feelings? What else you got? Any yeah. How about the end? Everybody's dead and they're wiggling their corpse down for the seance for the final the final match. Yeah. And then when Daddy's dead again, uh, 
they all just get up. Let's go. Let's go. It's Fine. cool. Uh, but half my face was gnarled off. Uh, but now, now I'm feeling much better. Now they're fine. Now they're fine. Right. It, it made mean, no goddamn sense. Well, I mean, and I, did Jonathan... They were want, dead. They were absolutely dead. They were mutilated. Did Jonathan want them dead? Or were the ghoulies now following the orders of the evil warlock when they started no, killing No, the ghoulies everybody? are now following the orders of the evil warlock because he has to... He has to have... Uh, I don't fuck. I don't know. Because <laughs> if Jonathan, they're dead, they can't be part of whatever the quorum or whatever they needed. Jonathan wanted them there because they, I don't know, they contributed something to his spell casting. Well, you had to have a certain number of people. That's what. So it was. that's that's why he invited a bunch of jackasses. And jackassery ensued. Shall we go behind the scenes? Do it, ghoulies. Originally planned to be filmed in 3D and actually begin production in 3D. The audiences would put on their glasses every time the characters in the movie put their sunglasses on. Well, because that's what you want to do back and forth. Oh, my God. 3D never just really did. After two days of filming in 3D, they changed their minds due to the complexity of switching back and forth between the two different things. Yeah, there was still a lot of sunglasses inside at night. That's exactly right. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of sunglasses inside because of that. So there you go. Um, Critters came out two years later and has a scene where a critter comes out of a toilet as an homage to this film. Critters blows compared to this. The poster for this film featuring a ghoulie popping out of a a toilet bowl reportedly caused several angry mothers to write letters to the studio saying that their kids were too scared to use the bathroom after seeing the poster. How about why? What? What's happening? Don't take them to these kind of movies. <laughs> I think just seeing the the poster was enough to upset. Are them. they just all over town? What's happening? It was all over town. It was the talk. Is that a thing town. we could do about? Cause in the seventies, I was terrified by all these, uh, natural things becoming giant and I, I i cried in my room every time my parents uh went out of town or went to a cocktail <laughs> party they would just leave you at home alone and go out of town is how they did it <laughs> interesting good times um according to, to stories producer charles band tells on his full moon horror road show he was tasked with coming up full with a moon. great campaign to promote the film during a brainstorming session, he came up with the idea of having the ghoulie pop up out of the toilet. The idea was a huge success, and the scene was then shot for the film after the fact. So that wasn't originally going to be in it. That's always a nightmare. It's it's earwigs crawling in your ear while you're sleeping. It's something coming up out of the toilet when you're most vulnerable. Well, what's bizarre is if you look at the at the poster, the little crazy green ghoulie is wearing a blue shirt and red suspenders. Right. Why? It's child's play. <laughs> it's so so they dress. The, these creatures didn't wear clothes, much less suspenders, for God's sakes, to keep their pants on. We don't know. We never saw their pee-pee area. And, <laughs> who's and the tagline for the movie was, they'll get you in the end. Right. Clever. Clever. <laughs> the screen. Sc- the screen. Three extra dollars to shoot the additional scene. It's true. 
The scream let loose by Donna was a stock sound effect because Mariska Hargitay has a naturally deep husky voice and could not produce a scream loud. Of course, of course. Yeah, she's so. trying to soften her voice in her early career. <laughs> it was a thing. They made two sequels of the Ghoulies. Ghoulies right? go to college. I saw that. I saw that when I was digging this up. This sounds terrible. Yep. Well, it was Ghoulies 2 and then Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. So there you go. Oh, and there's Ghoulies. There's a bunch more. Ghoulies 4, Ghoulies from the Toilets to the Terror. The, oh, that's, that's the behind the scenes. The making of Ghoulies. So there you go. Good times. Shall we talk about <laughs> the cast and crew? Lay it on me. Uh, let's see. Luca Bercovici was the director and writer. We know him from such things as he was the producer of the TV series 12 Monkeys. That was, was a TV producer. series? Well, I eventually have no idea. it was a TV series. I have uh, no idea. Yeah, in 2016. Uh, producer of the show Fallen. He played no. Lenny in Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton. He directed Oh, the- I think I saw that. He, I had a crush when, on Michael Keaton after Batman. That was when Michael Keaton was like, I'm going to be kind of a serious actor now. Mm-hmm. So he just started to start serious stuff. Well, plus um, he was addicted to cocaine, so that probably helps with your motivation. It definitely helps. He also uh, directed another movie we've talked about recently. It was called Rockula. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I, I tried to erase it from my memory. Yeah, we talked about Rockula. Oh, my fair lady. It's a little closer yes. to cats. We, we talked about Rockula when we were on the cinema, the Cult Worthy Cinema podcast. Check that out. Good times. Let's talk about <laughs> the cast. Uh, Peter Liapis played Jonathan Graves, the main character. He looked right familiar, there. but I couldn't find anything. He was the the writer for Crooked Halos, uh, the magical tale of Little Tycoon. What he played hell? a porter in Alone with a Stranger. No, and he was the writer of Sins of Desire. You know it, don't I don't, you? I don't. The words that come out of your mouth have no meaning to me at all. I understand. Nor t- <laughs> nor me either. Uh, Lisa Pelican. Played Rebecca, the, the the love interest, and he called her Becky sometimes. Called her Rebecca. He was all. He over couldn't that. remember what her name was. Becca Boo. Becca Boo. Uh, <laughs> he said that a couple times. You know her from such things as Lionheart with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yep. She was in Return to the Blue Lagoon. She was young Julia in Julia, as you said previously. Yeah. And she was Jennifer Baylor in the film Jennifer. So there you go. You know him, don't you? As I said, she went and got her PhD and and teaches at Cal State Long Beach. Michael. I didn't know you get a doctorate in acting. You can do whatever you want. You cannot. (laughs) You You don't have a doctorate in fine arts. Uh, Michael Desberes, I'm sure I'm messing his name, Desberes, played Malcolm Graves, the evil warlock and the father. It seems like I know him, but he always has white hair. He Am I confusing him with other villains? 
I think it's hard to say what the story is. Um, and I just closed out IMDb, so you're going to have to give me okay. a second. Well, that's a choice. It was a choice. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. I'm having all sorts of technical difficulties. Here we go. Michael Desberez. Somebody's going to call and say, you jackass. That's not how you pronounce <laughs> I looked him up because he looks very familiar. Like yes. somebody you've seen in 10,000 things. But right. then when I looked at what he'd done, I was like, I don't think I've seen any of these things. So we shall see what it says when we get there. Oh, Lord. Uh-uh. He was in two episodes of the new MacGyver. There's a he, new MacGyver. Remember um, when we flew to Maui and MacGyver and Molly Ringworm were in the business the original, class? The original, absolutely. He was in uh-huh. To Sir With Love in 1967. Oh, he's the old Fontier. one. Yes, yeah. one of the evil students. Um, he was in California Solo in 2012. Don't know. In 2001, he was the man from Elysian Fields. Nope. Yep. He just has one of those looks. He's the evil British guy you'd see from time to time. Pretty much. Now, Pretty there's much. somebody in the cast who who was in a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, I'm not confusing movies, but somebody in this cast is in Surf Nazis Must, Must Die. Oh, I'm sure. I, I will look it up. Um, no, there's a lot of... I mean, this was a real Maybe production. Maybe it was our, our Scream Queen. I think our Scream Queen was in Surf Nazis. She, like I said, these are actors that you've seen. It's not like your typical right. uh, full moon entertainment where it's like they've done nothing. Like this was their one movie. But we uh, do Jack like Nance, full moon entertainment. Jack Nance played Wolfgang. You know him from Eraserhead, Blue Velvet, Dune, Wild at Heart. He basically did all of the uh, David Lynch Classic. So what I read is he had a bit of a drinking problem. So during the filming of Blue Velvet, he went to Hopper for help with stop drinking. And uh, Hopper checked him into a, a rehab. What's Hopper? You never think of, oh, of Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Hopper? Oh. Dennis Hopper oh. as the guy to, to go the go-to guy for substance abuse. I thought you were talking about Doc Hopper from uh, Doc the Hopper movie. from the Muppet movie. Uh, chicken Pride. French fried chicken fried legs. <laughs> Scott Thompson played Mike, the breakdancing drug addict. You know him. <laughs> he was in <laughs> Twister. He played Jason Preacher Rowe. I knew him because he was in a bunch of the Police Academy movies. He played Officer Copeland in multiple. <laughs> in multiple Who knew he was going to be the one with the strong career? He was also in Fast Times at Richmond High. That's yep. one of the nerdy guys. So he actually was in quite a few things that I'd seen him in. Um, let's see who else. Ralph Jack Seymour. Nance was married to Jerry Van Dyke's daughter. Uh, love, love her work. Uh, Ralph <laughs> he was a Seymour. Porn star. That'll do it. <laughs> Ralph Seymour played Mark in parentheses Toad Boy. <laughs> he was in uh, Rain Man as Lenny. He was Francis's accomplice in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He was the sergeant in The Relic. Holy uh, hell. I saw him using Fletch as one of the crazy drug addicts 
that Fletch was trying to get information with from. I'm gonna have. Guy. I might have to revisit Fletch. I haven't seen Fletch that. Fletch is, is a years. goddamn classic. <laughs> uh, last one I want to talk about is Mariska Hargitay played Donna. She like. Keep in mind, she's been acting since 1984 and just doing kind of crap until the late 90s when she appeared on all the uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. So she's like the hardest working woman in show business. 100%. I think this is like one of her first features. This was her first. Absolutely. And she was terrible. <laughs> she was terrible. She was in Law and Order Special Victims Unit from 1999 to 2023, 538 episodes as Detective Olivia Benson. And like and she's she did the best. And she popped up in all of the Law and Order things. She was Olivia Absolutely. Benson in 10,000 different things. I tell you what, when I would summer in Italy, you could be out on the patio in the courtyard and all you heard was don't don't absolutely <laughs> everyone is watching everyone she was in tales of earth sea in 2006 not familiar she was in lake placid the giant crocodile movie she played myra akubo lake placid where she's like she's not the main character in this she's like the other woman like the girl the, the guy who you know uh has broken up with the main character. It's like the, the new girlfriend is, was who she played, basically. And in 1995, she played Hooker at Bar in Leaving Las Vegas. Oh my God, Leaving Las Vegas. That was so upsetting. Was so Very upsetting. upsetting. Not, what, not a, what a double feature, Leaving Las Vegas and Barfly. Now that, that, that's a fun hijinks uh, double whack pack. It's a double whack pack. Shall we talk about the ratings? Lay it on me. The Ghoulies currently has 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8 or 80? 8. Oh. 8. Do you know what the audience gave it? 75. 20%. I don't understand. I'm a little confused. Uh, there are no top critics for this movie either. So there <laughs> we are the top critics. We are the movie. top critics. So what is your rating for Ghoulies? Not the Dude. Groovy Ghoulies, by the way. The Groovy Ghoulies. I used to love the Groovy Ghoulies. Uh, dude, I'm giving this high high praise. I enjoyed it. I was stone cold sober. I watched this at 8 o'clock last night. And at first I was getting a little bored until the groovy ghoulies appeared. Uh, I'm giving it uh, three little rats that'll bite your ass out of five. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, let's say, 1.5 uh, Toad oh, Boys. Oh, dear. There seems the to be a disconnect. <laughs> this movie sucks. This movie is is lousy. Uh, it's boring. The plot makes no sense. Aaron, you only like it because you like the close-ups of the ghoulies drooling. 150%. 150%. I mean, if if the story and acting were better, it'd be more like a doll's... Uh, I, I would have given it a four. But I'm giving it a three for these crazy little characters. I love them so much. No, it's it's unwatchable. I may love them more than the Puppet Master. <laughs> you you may. That's hard. No, it's there's no it, Nazi rat though, so I don't know. 
Well, I guess that's a good thing. No, it's <laughs> it is just worthless. It is <laughs> it blows. You're like, who am I rooting for? The the guy who's hypnotizing his girlfriend and doing pentagrams under their conjugal bed. That's the I'm guy rooting, I'm rooting for. for the rat babies. <laughs> the, the the slimy toilet creature. Yeah, not feeling it. I would say take a pass on Ghoulies. And they made they made multiple sequels. So exactly, such as life. Exactly. Oh my god! I I just thought some of the little creatures were so highly entertaining. I mean, they must all their bud, budget went to like the little the little muppety thing that with the rolling eyes and. The... <laughs> I, did not, I did not care for that. Um. Okay. Let's. <laughs> what I was going to say. So, thank you very much. Go to our page on, oh, sweet Jesus. Go to our pages on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. Check out our WTF reels and videos that pop up multiple times a week. Good times had by all. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We also, as you may be noticing, have a YouTube channel. It's a simulcast. Some people just want to hear our dulcet tones. Some want to actually see the goods. Not that I blame you. Let the <laughs> you can also listen to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, anywhere the final. The final? And the, or the, finer, the finer podcasts are available. Aaron, what's going on with you? What's uh, social media? What's your story? I have much media. I'm on the Instagram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am Don't Feed the Pigeon. I am also on Artsy and First Dibs, Aaron Doherty, Instant Drinks Gallery. Buy some Polaroid art. Boom. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, from time to time, we say, hey... Send us your comments and questions, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. I'm going to do it right now. A couple weeks ago, we released our The Legacy episode with Catherine Ross and Sam Elliott. And David McKee had this to say. Surprisingly elegant. Thanks to director Richard Marquand to say nothing of having the immortal Margaret Tyzak on hand to play the devil. A really A real guilty pleasure, this. It is. It holds up, brother. There you go. Good that times. was an Aaron choice. And lest, lest we forget, Roger Daltrey in a non-singing role. <laughs> he said, I just want to do my acting. Just my <laughs> acting. That's all I need. So, next week, we're doing the horror classic, Forbidden Zone, starring the Knights of the... <laughs> Of the Oingo Boingo, Boingo, Boingo and Herve Villages. Herve Villages. It's an all star cast. We're saying this is another Aaron choice. So buckle up. <laughs> you can watch it on Tubi with ads, Canopy for free, free on Plex. Uh, if you have Flix Fling, you can watch it there or you can rent it on Vudu or Apple TV. So good times. Why rent when you can buy? Why, indeed. So send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we'll talk about it on the show. So good times had by all. So thank you very much, and be well. Be well, children. Mm -hmm.